As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome to the Great Detectives of Old Time Radio. From Boise, Idaho, this is your host, Adam Graham. If you have a comment, email it to me, box13 at greatdetectives.net. Follow us on Twitter at Radio Detectives and become one of our friends on Facebook, facebook.com slash radiodetectives. Today's program is brought to you in part by the financial support of our listeners. You can support the show using the Zelle app to send a box13 at greatdetectives.net. Thank you so much to Martin for supporting the program that way. In addition, you can become one of our ongoing Patreon supporters for as little as $2 per month. Thank you to Rita for coming on board at the master detective level of $15 or more per month. Again, thank you so much for your support. Now it's time for this week's episode of The Man Called X. The original air date on this one is March the 31st, 1951. And the title is The Blue Unicorn. Now we present Herbert Marshall as The Man Called X, the Saturday night feature on NBC's five-show festival of comedy, music, mystery, and drama. Brought to you by... By RCA Victor, world leader in radio, first in recorded music, first in television. And by the makers of Anison for fast relief from pain of headache, neuritis, neuralgia. Herbert Marshall as the man called X. Wherever there is mystery, intrigue, romance, in all the strange and dangerous places of the world, there you will find the man called X. 
Dublin, Ireland, a city born of invasion, bred on rebellion, matured in violence. But the world changes and Ireland with it. And today, Dublin Airport is a regular stopover for the transatlantic planes from England. Terrace halls have crumbled, the Normans are forgotten, and the rebels gone to their destinies. But one thing still remains, violence. I hardly see the necessity of going any farther away from the main waiting room, Monsieur Boucher. You know, I'm not supposed to be separated from the guards who are traveling with me. Well, I can understand that, considering what you're carrying, and that's why I want to speak to you alone. But isn't this far enough? We're out of sight from everyone. Uh, yes, yes, I know. Hmm? Sealed metal case handcuffed to your wrist. Highly secret papers, huh? The British government really didn't see fit to confide in me. Now, you were going to tell me about... Yes, the... yes, yes, about the plot to waylay and rob you. Yeah. Well, it's simply a matter of this. Go! The plot was mine, my stupid little messenger. And as for the clever little trick of handcuffing the container to your wrist, well, <laughs> thank you very much. I certainly can't think why he might come down here, but we surely looked every other place for him, and I think... Huh? They're down there on the floor. Danny! Danny, don't let anybody in the corridor! And get a doctor! Hurry! I've just talked with the British security office by transatlantic phone, Chief. Yeah? It's been almost 48 hours, and they don't have a single lead yet. Okay, Ken, I know what you're driving at. You want to get into the case yourself, right? Chief, is there any other case more important at the moment? Yeah, no. A complete set of progress reports from the British Atomic Energy Commission in the hands of somebody. And so far, nothing's been done to get them back, right? Well, apparently not. Uh, at least not with any success. And that passenger, Boucher, if that's his name... He's still missing, right, Chief? Well, he seems to have disappeared. Dublin's not an easy city to hide out in unless you've made plans ahead of time. Don't you agree? Well, yes, as a matter of fact. Wait a minute, Ken. I started out asking the question. Chief, I'm going to Dublin. Hmm. Well, in that case, you better use the reservation I made for you on this afternoon's plane. You... <laughs> well, I'll be... Ken, those reports are being sent to Oak Ridge. Some of the secret material in them would... Well... Get them back, that's all. Not quite all. I want Boucher along with the reports. Take someone pretty cold-blooded to steal a handcuffed dispatch case by cutting off the hand. Seat 14. Should be about... Pagan! Huh? What are you doing on this plane? Mr. X? You're going to Dublin, too? Too? You, you mean you're... Oh, no. Uh, Why do you say ah like that? Say, Gom, when you're happy to see me, it means you're not broke. And when you're not broke, you're usually mixed up in something crooked. Mr. Thurston, honest, I swore by the father of my now, father... Now, since you're going to Dublin, it might be the same thing I'm interested in. I knew it. I knew it the second I saw you. I knew you were going to louse up the whole act. Act what act, Pagan? Act? Uh, well, uh, th that is what, what I mean is act. What act? I beg your pardon, if... Pagon, you two... <gasps> Zora, oh. So I'm going to have competition, huh? Competition? Yeah, well, I'll, I'll see you, Zora, around uh, somewhere. Pagon, aren't you uh, going to introduce me? 
Well, you know how it is. I mean, well... I'm Ken Thurston, Miss... Uh... Uh, Dane. Zora Dane. How oh, do you do? Yeah. Well, all flying to Dublin. And uh, are you also going to the Blue Unicorn Inn, Mr. Thurston? Well, uh, Oh, no, Zora, no. He always stays at the Shelburne. I mean, I, I guess he does. He's only a casualty acquaintance, you understand? Of course I'm going to the Blue Unicorn. Oh. After all, where else? <laughs> Maybe you'd like to change your mind and go to the Shelburne after lunch. Huh? I'll be only too happy to carry your bag. Oh, thanks, Pagan. I imagine the blue unicorn is all right. But that's not the point, Mr. X. What I mean is... Look, maybe if you explained your problem, whatever it was you were scared to talk about on the plane with Zora around. Oh, what's the use? I'm a gone goose anyway. You look... <laughs> Here, against the building. Uh, it's too dark to go after them. All right, Pagon, let's have it straight. Now, fast. What about this blue unicorn? What's the setup? Well, I only heard about this deal from Uncle Ahmed, and, and he only heard accidentally. A rumor, you understand? Yeah, I know. Underworld grapevine. Go on. Well, the boy who heard it, some stolen papers were going to be sold at this highest bidder here at this blue unicorn, and, well, I was only going to investigate it and, and then tell you. You were going to make a crooked buck if you could figure some angle. What about this Zora Dane? Is that a real name? I don't know. Ever hear of a man named Boucher? Mr. Thurston, I've told you everything I know now. So why can't we act like strangers, huh? Not even safe to be around you. Pagan, what makes you think that shot was meant for me? Well, there's nobody else here but just you and... And me? Sure. Huh? You're a potential competitor, aren't you? Stranger. Stranger, nothing, Mr. X. From now on, I'm going to stick to you closer than you a couple of wet blankets. Welcome to the Blue Unicorn, Mr. Thurston, Mr. Zellschmidt. Hello. My name is Jensen. Now, just put your names down in the book here, and I'll have the boys show you up to your rooms. Good. Amazing the way the guests have been finding my little place. Just opened a few days ago, and there are four here already. And now you two. Hmm. The Blue Unicorn has been closed for two years, you know. Belongs to a fellow here in Dublin named Kerrigan. I just leased it from him last week. Uh-huh. They told me I'd go broke with it, but I figure a good cook can always bring business to an inn. It might be a good idea to try some of your cooking right now, Mr. Jensen. We came straight from the plane. We haven't eaten. Uh, well, it's a little past the dinner hour, Mr. Thurston. Oh, but that shouldn't be any problem for a good cook. And it isn't. As a matter of fact, I served one of my specialties tonight, and there's some left over. Irish, too. No, it's a fricassee. And, gentlemen, until you've tasted Jensen's chicken fricassee, you haven't lived. All right, Mr. Jensen, let's start living. <laughs> gentlemen, two pints of stout. <laughs> Look at that head. It's brewed right here in Dublin at the south side of town. Yeah, yeah, I know. Well, 
Excellent menu, Mr. Jensen. Thank you. Maybe you'll decide to stay a month or two. Well, my plans are a little indefinite so far. Exactly what the other guests said. Did they? I think they're all in the public room, by the way. If you'd care to meet them, just go on in and introduce yourselves. Fine, thanks. Coming, Pagan? Oh, you bet I'm coming, Mr. Thurston. <laughs> but the character's flipping bullets at me. I'm sticking closer to you than your own mother. And here we go. Good evening. Well, more competition. I wondered what happened to you, gentlemen. Nice of you to be concerned, Miss Dane. Well, I was hoping for the best, but uh, here you are. <laughs> Disarmingly frank, isn't that the way they put it? I suppose. Let me introduce a couple of more rivals. Mr. Thurston and Mr. Zellschmidt, this is Ivan Gonoff. Ah. He is the dark, sullen type. Ah. The sleepy-looking one draped over the chair is Bertie Battersea. This is a pleasure, old boy. He's the hypocritical type. What kind are you, Mr. Thurston? Well, I'm... I'm apparently the kind who interrupts other people's dart games. Go right ahead. We'll watch. All right. Oh, there is one more, by the way. A man named Khan. He went to bed early. Well, Yvonne, old boy, it's your throw, you know. Why, it is a game for children. <clears throat> oh, it is the way you play it. Ah... Give him a zero, Bertie. Pleasure. Would you like to get into the game, Mr. Thurston? You mean the dart game? <laughs> oh, call it what you like. But put your name on the blackboard there. All scores are public. Yeah, I see, yeah. Ivan, 50,000. Bertie, 65,000. Zora, 75. And Khan, 100. Mr. Khan seems to be winning so far. Oh, the score keeps changing. Ivan is now waiting for a cablegram. Uh-huh. Is this in points, pounds, or dollars? Your American dollar has become standard everywhere, hasn't it? I guess so. Well, maybe a challenge is in order. A challenge? Ah. Oh. Thurston will double anybody's highest score. That is quite a challenge. Yes, indeed. You really ought to toss a dart or two, old boy. Back it up, you know. All right. Fine. Here you are. Thanks. Now, let's see. Ah. <laughs> well, Bertie. Two bullseyes. Does that answer your question? Yes. Uh, smug Americans always know everything. I didn't learn that in America, Ivan. It was in Peru, where they use poison on the darts. Dane. Gentlemen, something tragic has just happened. Oh. The boy found Mr. Khan in his room, dead. Ah. What? It's apparently a heart attack. A heart attack, huh? It's too late to inform the authorities until morning, but I did think you ought to know. And if you'll excuse me now. Well, one down and five to go. That leaves you with high bid, Miss Dane. I suppose you mean high score, Mr. Thurston. But aren't you forgetting your offer to double anybody else? Yes, actually, you're a high man, old boy. Care to toss another dart? No, I think I'll quit while I'm ahead. At least for tonight. Is it not a little dangerous to be ahead, Thurston? Mr. Khan, you mean? Oh, I'm pretty hard to poison. What? Poison? It's an idea, isn't it? In Peru, they use it on the darts. Here, they use it on the players. Well, I'm in room 21, second floor, third door from the stairway. Good night, all. We'll continue with The Man Called X in just a moment. 
Here's a word from RCA Victor. Why do more people choose RCA Victor television than any other make? The reason can be summed up in just one word. Quality. Million-proof quality proven in over two million homes. RCA Victor Television is America's favorite television because feature for feature, it's America's finest television. With RCA Victor, for example, you enjoy clear, bright, steady pictures that are locked in place by RCA Victor's exclusive eyewitness picture synchronizer. You choose your set from 14 separate models available in a wide variety of distinctive cabinets, every one a masterpiece of superb engineering and quality craftsmanship. And remember... Only when you buy RCA Victor Television can you buy the RCA Victor factory service contract for expert installation and maintenance. Next chance you get, step into your RCA Victor dealers and look over the very finest television in America today. RCA Victor million-proof television proven in over two million homes. Now to continue with The Man Called X, starring Herbert Marshall with Leon Velasco as Pagan Zellschmidt. A British courier is brutally assaulted in the Dublin Air Terminal and robbed of highly secret documents. A fellow passenger named Boucher disappears at the same time, and Ken Thurston arrives at Dublin's Blue Unicorn Inn, posing as a possible buyer of the documents in competition with four international criminals. A half hour ago, one of the four was found dead in his room. And now, Ken enters his own room. Who? Who, who, who is it? Oh, Mr. Thurston. Pagan, what are you doing here? Uh, what do you think? Where have you been all this time? Looking at a dead man. That fellow Khan? Well, did you find out what killed him? Sure. Heart failure. Oh, well, then. Brought on by a dose of poison. <gasps> Mr. X, I'm leaving right this minute. Well, down that dark alley out there? Oh, you're a brave man, Pagan. And if anything happens to you... It... Never mind, never mind. I'm staying right here in this room. Who is Boucher? That's the important question. Hey, maybe it's that Ivan character. And maybe it's any one of them, including Jensen. Oh, no, Mr. Thurston. He's too good a cook to be a crook. That specialty dish? No, I managed to look at the kitchen. Jensen's chicken fricassee comes in a can. Oh, but then, well, that means he's the one. No, it just means he's lying, but he is a possibility. They all are. And we all know the authorities will move in on Khan's death tomorrow, so the heat's on. Oh, then I'm staying right here, Mr. Thurston. You're not going to catch me off down the hall somewhere in the room all alone. This is the hottest spot in the hotel, Pagan. But what are you worrying about? I'm the one who's offered the highest bid. <laughs> so the whole gang will be out rid of... Good night, Pagan. <laughs> Hold it, Miss Dane, right where you are. You... You're not in bed. No, it's my night for insomnia. Yours, too? I slipped in here to make a deal with you, Mr. Thurston. Huh? Look, we have the two top bids. Why do we not pull them and then split the stuff between us? Why don't you just outbid me and take the whole thing? Because I don't have enough money. 
Ivan will beat us both out if we let him. His government is backing him. They will go to any land. Who is Boucher, Miss Dane? How do I know? Maybe you are. Maybe, or you. Do I look like a man? You could be a partner to one. Who poisoned Khan? Ask Ivan. He used the same trick once in Casablanca. And your trick seems to be a knife in the sleeve. Uh, Give it to me. Stop it. Stop. You're hurting my arm. Out to eliminate competition, huh? I... I always carry it for self-defense. Well, I'm afraid you'll have to defend yourself without it for a while. Good night, Miss Dane. Uh, no, no deal, Mr. Thurston. No deal. If you change your mind, you know where to find me. Yes, sure. Come on in, Bertie. out of this. I swear by the... Maybe I won't get out of it. Maybe I'll be murdered right here in my bed like a dog in the dark with rain coming down. Nobody even to care if I... Oh, no. Oh, no. That's it. Yeah. I'm just as good as a dead dog. Please don't kill me. Feel his gun against your throat. Yes, sir. I... I feel it good. Well, keep feeling it. Answer me. I want to know who Thurston is. Well, he's just Mr. Thurston. That, that's all, sir. You don't feel it good enough. Who is he? Who is he? What's he doing here? Come on, talk. All right, all right. I'll tell you, he's... No, no, I can't do it. Talk? Well, he's... He's the man called X. Oh, forgive me, Mr. That's it, well, that explains a lot. It does? Selschmidt, you've never seen me before, have you? No, sir, no, sir. I mean, how do I know? It's too dark to tell. And see that you don't tell. Do you understand? Uh, sure. Ouch. I mean, sir, yes, I understand. All sir. right. All right. I go on back to sleep. <laughs> Miss Dane, Ivan. Good morning. See now, who is missing? Bertie and Jensen. And Khan, of course, is dead. And uh, Pagan. Oh, we'll be down in a minute. Meanwhile, suppose we bring the game out into the open. Hmm? Go on. All of us are after the same thing, and one of us is going to get it. So let's talk to Boucher and settle the deal. Fine, fine. Only who is Boucher? Wait, they will not permit any deal until I hear from my... Mr. Thurston! What is it, Pagan? The Jensen guy. I went to his room, like you said, and he's not there. He didn't sleep in his bed. Well, he wouldn't run out without trying to close the deal unless he... Maybe he's in the kitchen. Come on. Well, he 
It seems we have all been tricked, Mr. Thurston. Jensen Boucher, whoever he is, has got away. Uh, doesn't seem to make sense. And yet... Maybe he was the one last night, Mr. Thurston, eh? You know, that, that made me tell about... Uh... Mm, no, 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 he's too tall. That man was short. More like Ivan here. What? And anyway, even if he did know, I think he'd make some attempt to close the deal. Perhaps it was closed. Bertie is gone too, you know. Wait a second. What's that noise? It's coming from the closet door, Mr. Thurston. Yeah, I know. Uh-huh. Keys in the lock. Well. <laughs> Who is it? Well. Let's get this gag off and find out. There. Where is he? Where is he? Just show me where he is and so help me, I'll kill him with my bare hands. Kill who? The criminal idiot who calls himself Jensen. Sir, do you realize he's kept me bound and gagged for two days, a prisoner in my own pantry? Huh? Said he wanted to lease the place, overpowered me, tied me up. So help me if I ever get Wait a my second. Hand. Jensen's run out on all of us. Who are you? Kerrigan is the name, sir. I'm the owner of the place. Just help me out of these ropes, I'll tell you all about it. Gentlemen, Miss Dane, it's a nasty experience, but I feel a whole lot better now. I wish we could say the same, Mr. Carrigan. So he double-crossed you on some kind of business deal, eh? Then he's crooked enough, all right. I should have known it the minute I laid eyes on him. I suppose you'd like us to leave as soon as possible, Mr. Carrigan, unless you plan to operate the inn yourself. No, yeah, not me, Mr. Thurston. I've lost enough money on it. Closed it down for good two years ago. Hmm. By the way, Mr. Carrigan, that painting on the wall by the dartboard... An old family heirloom? Not exactly. It's been there a long time, though. What do you ask? I rather like it. About a uh, hundred dollars worth, if it is money you need. Oh. It's a nice frame, Miss Dane. Two hundred, maybe? But, all right. At least I tried. Here. Gentlemen, I call you as witnesses that I made no claims about the painting. What do you mean? I know what you thought, but you're wrong. It is not an original Utrillo. I see. Well, taken again. I guess I had better get out of the game. Wait. Uh, notice the heavy layer of dust on the frames of the other paintings in the room. It's interesting that this one is so clean. So the deal was closed, Miss Dane, Mr. Carrigan, or rather Mr. Boucher. No, no, don't move. You're talking like a fool. You found out who I am from Pagan last night, so you had your partner Jensen run out to throw me off. Then you closed the deal with Miss Dane. Delivery was just made. The papers are hidden somewhere in the back of that painting. Hold it, Ivan. Stay where you are. You're making a big mistake, Thurston. My name is Carrigan. Is it? Look, if you've been locked up for, for two days, how did your shoes get wet from last night's rain, Boucher? You know, that's really a very good question, old man. Oh, Bertie, come on in. Watch him, Mr. Thurston. He's got a gun. Yeah, I know. But aren't you going to do something? Shoot him or something? And have the British Secret Service do as one of their best men? Secret what Service. It? Thanks. Oh, we picked up that Jensen individual, Mr. Thurston, about three streets away. Good. My chaps are searching Yvonne's room at the moment. Matter of poison, you know. You'll need that cablegram. Well, Mr. Thurston, it looks as though you have the high score. Pick up the marbles. Thanks. There's a lot more involved, though, than that the same old story and the same old game. Anything for a crooked buck. It's being played all over the world, too. With no umpire, no rules. 
by people who aren't worth their powder to... Well, we've just got to keep on winning, that's all. We've got to keep on winning. Our star, Herbert Marshall, will return in just a moment. If you suffer from the pains of headaches, neuritis, or neuralgia, you should discover what many thousands have known for years, that Anison brings incredibly fast, effective relief. Anison is like a doctor's prescription. That is, Anison contains not just one, but a combination of medically proven active ingredients in easy-to-take tablet form. Probably at some time you have received an envelope containing Anison tablets from your own physician or dentist. Thousands of people have been introduced to Anison this way. Try Anison yourself the next time you suffer from the pains of a headache, neuritis, or neuralgia. You'll be delighted at how quickly relief can come. Anison is spelled A-N-A-C-I-N. Your druggist has Anison in handy boxes of 12 and 30 and economical family-sized bottles of 50 and 100 for your medicine cabinet. Ask for Anison today. Here is our star, Mr. Herbert Marshall. Thanks for being with us. Those you heard in tonight's cast were Joan Banks, Will Wright, Olan Soleil, Frank Gustel, Dan O'Hurley, and Tony Barrett. Next week, India, where international intrigue, high treason, and a few acres of seeming wasteland may provide an answer to peace in our time. Disturbing the peace, of course, will be Leon Belasco with Pagan Zelschmidt. So join us, won't you, when next I return as the man called X. Good night. The Man Called X is a Saturday night feature on NBC's five-show festival of comedy, music, mystery, and drama. Brought to you by RCA Victor world leader in radio, first in recorded music, first in television, and by the makers of Anison for fast relief from pain of headache, neuritis, neuralgia. The Man Called X, starring Herbert Marshall, is a J. Richard Kennedy production with music composed and conducted by Felix Mills. Tonight's story was written by Les Crutchfield. All characters and incidents on this program are fictitious, and any resemblance to actual characters or incidents is purely coincidental. Be sure to listen tomorrow evening for The Big Show with Tallulah Bankhead and a great parade of stars, the Sunday night feature of NBC's All-Star Festival. And until next week, same time and station, this is Jack Latham saying good night for... The Man Called X. Tomorrow, enjoy Tallulah's big show. Now it's your hit parade on NBC. Welcome back. Trying to buy the picture as a favor to the owner... 
right under uh, Ken's nose, I think was a little bit too cute and audacious. Of course, he had already figured things out with the fact that the guy had not been locked in the closet the whole time. But he was probably just sitting there now. I wonder where uh, the port is. And they just went in ahead and offered the money. A classic case of overplaying her hand. We turn now to listener comments and feedback, and we have a tweet here from DLAFO, and he writes, The man called Ken Thurston is occasionally referred to as X by people who already uh, know his na actual name. Hashtag worst spy ever. And I, uh, and I think that's a fun tweet. I shared it on Instagram and said I couldn't really argue with that. Uh, but thinking about it a little more, uh, I think that while there's definitely some truth in that and it's a funny tweet, there's some things I can say to it. The first thing, as I've been thinking about this, uh, is that... Sometimes a code name is not given mainly to conceal, but to designate and to identify. One example I thought of is the Secret Service code names for uh, the president and the vice president, as well as their families. These are things that are publicly known. They're set on national television. They are available for anyone to Google. And I double-checked this because I wanted to be sure it wasn't just my memory and we only found out president's code names after they left office. No, you can find out the current president's code name and it serves a purpose, but it's not to obscure it uh, if, you know, you were surreptitiously listening to a radio or other uh, communications within the Secret Service, you would know if a code name was referring to someone uh, who's uh, been publicly designated. So uh, the code names don't really protect security. It's more for designation purposes. Now, when miscreants hear the man called X, it clearly means something. Now, I think when the writers made the series, they kind of just went with the man called X because it sounded interesting and dangerous and mysterious. But in the 21st century, we want more than that. So if I were sitting there and trying to reverse engineer like a... In, uh, explanation of the man called X, I would probably say that it is a code name for an American agent reporting to the chief of the bureau, probably the director. So this indicates this is a guy who he doesn't have anyone under him, but he reports directly to the director and is charged with handling sensitive cases involving national security and both intelligence and counterintelligence. He has a wide range of discretion in the field and operates as the loan operative for the Bureau in these particular situations. 
Now, I have no doubt that the Kremlin probably knows who the man called X is. But they probably just still designate him to normal field agents as the man called X. And there are probably a number of reasons why they may not want to spread that around. You might not want agents who... Uh, just decide, you know, I think I'll get a feather in my cap and go to New York and kill Ken Thurston. There could be major complications over somebody just deciding to freelance that sort of step, or someone who should be on some other mission uh, trying to take pot shots at the man called X and attracting attention to themselves. So you can imagine that that information would uh, be almost as highly guarded by America's enemies as it was by America. I think there would probably be great awareness of the man called X in foreign spy circles, but very limited awareness of who the man called X is for that reason. If you've discovered that the man called X is present, you realize as an enemy agent that you're in trouble. You'd better move quickly to resolve it. Now certainly as the Cold War would go on, the way that future men called X, because eventually Ken Thurston would no longer be in that position, or designated replacements for that position would behave would change quite a bit. But Thurston's activities go back to World War II, as America's uh, spy programs were evolving. So I hope I came up with something that makes sense, and if there are holes in my logic, I'd love to find out so that I can plug them. Until then, that's what I'm going for in my headcanon anyway. Thanks so much for the comment and for the little bit of mental exercise there. And uh, then uh, we turn to Martin, who writes, Thanks for everything. I really appreciate your research on these twice-told tales. Well, thanks so much, Martin. Uh, oftentimes it just involves me saying, Where did I hear that before when I hear a familiar episode? And sometimes I don't. I miss it, but or I miss it, but uh, it's always fun to find these. I also got another comment on the twice told tales, and this one comes uh, from Michael, who writes over on Facebook. I remember the Barry Craig episode. Uh, both Price and Gargan have a cool quality that uh, pays this off. They're kind of smart, Alex, to this ominous stranger showing up out of the blue in their bedroom in the middle of the night. Well, that's definitely true. I, I think in that case, you know, if you can muster it, being a smart aleck, or even just being calm and not being ruffled at all, is probably the smart approach. If you get nervous with someone who, for all you know, hasn't done this before and is a little bit nervous despite what they're saying, could make them nervous, and then that's a bad situation. You go over the top bellowing about how you're going to call this and that and do this and that to them. Again, you may not like the response you get. Personally, I think the way they handled it was perfect to uh, be able to stay alive. They're cool, calm, and unruffled is the way that they handled it. For most of us, though obviously not for them, uh, the cracking wise stuff would be an attempt to cover how nervous we were by, about the whole situation. 
and then Sean writes uh, in, I really enjoyed the PSA Vincent did at the end of the Saint, so relevant even today. Well, thanks so much. Appreciate the comment, Sean. Now it's time to thank our Patreon supporter of the day. Thank you to Stephanie, Patreon supporter since March of 2020, currently supporting us at the Seamus level of $4 or more per month. Well, that will do it for today. If you are enjoying this podcast, be sure to rate and review it wherever you download your podcast from. Coming up this Saturday, listen for Tales of the Texas Rangers. We'll be back next Tuesday with previously uncirculated episodes of Jeff Regan. Next Wednesday, an episode of The Man Called X. But tomorrow, join us for our first episode of Philo Vance, where... Well, Mr. Hendricks, I'm looking for one of your messengers in connection with the Getman murder. A guy called Tony Carpini. Ah, so... Unfortunately, he is no longer in my employ. You mean you fired him? Yes, this morning. So you are looking for Tony, eh? I'm glad I got rid of him. If I'm not too inquisitive, Mr. Hendricks, why did you dismiss him? I did not trust the man. And of course, you had excellent reasons for not trusting him? He had quite a temper. Just lately, he was very surly. Not a man to trust with a gun. A gun? Did he carry a gun? My messengers often deliver valuable pieces. I believe I saw in the papers that the bullet was a thirty-two. Yeah, that's right. You may be interested to know that Tony's gun was a thirty-two. I, I, I have it here in my desk. Well, well, right in your desk. Now, that's convenient, Mr. Hendricks. He turned it in when I discharged him. Yeah, there you are, Sergeant. Thanks. I'll just take this along. Where did Tony keep the gun? After work, I mean. In his locker with his uniform. I presume he had a key to the delivery entrance? And he could get in at night if he wanted to? <laughs> Easily. Uh-huh. And I hope you'll join us then. Remember to send your comments to box13 at greatdetectives.net. Follow us on Twitter at Radio Detectives. And become one of our friends on Facebook. Facebook.com slash Radio Detectives. From Boise, Idaho, this is your host, Adam Graham, signing off. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.